I didn't know that you posted the Mulan thing, so now I'm excited to watch that and the um, uh, pitch meeting and uh, Caravan of Garbage. Uh, very. I haven't watched the pitch meeting yet, but the Onion review is really good. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, I was talking about it with Jackie because I'm like, I don't know what movie we're doing for the pod today. So, um, well, well, we're going to do, um, I'm thinking about ending things. Yeah. Right? That's what I was yeah. hoping. I didn't know if we were going to have to do that after Mulan or what. And she's like, I, you guys probably shouldn't do Mulan. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, why, why? She's like, she supports the Hong Kong police. And I'm like, oh, fuck that bitch. So I had no idea. Had Dude, not that heard. Is, during the Hong Kong protests, like when all this stuff, I mean, it's still going on, but yeah, when yeah, it was yeah. like really blowing up. That's when she first did it. I mean, that's uh, when everybody said there was like a huge backlash, like when she first announced it. Wow. So yeah. I had already planned on us not doing that episode, the that movie. I genuinely, I didn't, I hadn't heard that. And then I'm like, well, I can only assume what she thinks about the protests going on in this country. And right. then uh, it's like $30. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to have to support this shit. And then I texted you and you're like, no, we're not doing it. I'm like, oh, thank God. So, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I I don't know if you want to start the episode with that or if you want to <laughs> just. <laughs> Why not? Hey, I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elsinga. And, and this, this better, better be, good. be good. Hey, you guys know what it is. It's the weekly podcast where Garrett and myself review a movie before seeing it, and then we review it again after seeing it. And this week we are seeing. Um, I'm thinking about ending things. Uh, Mike is frozen. Sorry, I'm I'm on my phone, so I'm reading the synopsis. Can you hear me? Ah, uh, yeah. It's people watching. Is I mean, you can't see what is happening, but I can, and so can I'm the back people. In just a second, don't worry. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Full of misgivings, a young woman travels with her new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. Upon arriving, she comes to question everything she thought she knew about him and herself. Um, as I said before, this movie directed by Charlie Kaufman. It stars uh, Jesse Plemons, who's a great character actor who's in a crap ton of stuff, and you will notice him the second you see him, you'll be like, I know that guy. It stars uh, Jesse Buckley, Tony Collette, and uh, David Thillis? Thillis? I think it's how you pronounce it. I don't know. But... That's it. I'm coming back. Here I come. There I am. All right. I'm back for good. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna. I can't wait for you to look at your Facebook Messenger. Uh, 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 yeah, you're really excited about this. I know you are. So let's one you go first. This is a movie. So um, Charlie Kaufman, right? He wrote and directed. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but he has done he does for all all five of his films. Yeah, adaptation, um, which Nicolas Cage plays the writer, and then his twin brother uh, mm-hmm. Charlie Kaufman, um, and Chris Cooper's in that. Meryl Streep. It's like a really weird off kilter movie, but I fucking love it. And mm-hmm. then there's also Synecdoche, New York, um, yeah. with Philip Seymour Hoffman, and that's another really harebrained off the wall movie. And I'm really excited to see this one because from what I've seen, it seems like a like a weird get out kind of thing where I don't know what's happening. And I started watching the trailer because I'd never heard of it. And then I saw Charlie Kaufman and then it's started like parts of the trailer started happening. 
And then it got to one line, and I was like, I'm out. You've convinced me. I don't want to see anything more. I don't. That's how I'll watch trailers. If I don't know what it is, I'll keep watching until I'm like, you've hooked me. And uh, I am so excited to watch this movie. Nice. Yeah, I, I like Charlie Kaufman, too. He's, um, some of his more famous works are like Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind, which I'll, I think a lot of people have seen that movie. Yeah. Um, Mona Lisa, which I think came out three years ago, but I believe it won Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. Um, and so, yeah, he's got like a super weird, super out there brain. And like it translates really, really well to film. There's like a reason he's only made five movies. And it's because his movies are pretty heavy and super high concept. So I imagine it's hard for him to even get funding for a lot of this stuff. So he, he didn't direct Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. He just wrote the story for it. Oh, okay. But um, I, I know what you mean. Uh, oh, it's story and screenplay. Um, no. But what... I, I know I've seen other movies of his, but it's it's this weird thing where you're like, he did that? So Well, he's on. only directed five movies. Uh, Anna Melissa? Yeah. Yeah. And Being John Malkovich, which was, Malkovich. I think... Malkovich. I think that was directed by not him, though. I thought he directed that, too. No, he's only directed four movies. He didn't even direct Adaptation. Um, he directed Synecdoche, New York. That was his first movie. How and Why, which was a TV movie in 2014. Lisa, which was 2015. And then this movie, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, 2020. <clears throat> he's, only done, he's only directed four, but he's written. Uh, that's what he's known for. So he's done the screenplay for... Uh, being John Malkovich, a bunch of stuff for the Dana Carvey show, which if you ever saw that, that's incredibly funny. Um, about it too. Yeah, uh, which I, I should watch. Um, adaptation, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, one of my favorite movies. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and then Synecdoche, New York, How and Why, Annalisa. So he started writing only movies that he directed after Synecdoche, it looks like. Hmm. But yeah, um, more more of a writer than a director. But it doesn't mean that the movies he's directed haven't looked great. So that's why I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, also, we got Tony <laughs> Collette in here, who we haven't seen since Knives Out. Um, which I love Tony Collette. I think she's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think um, I, if you listen to podcasts, you know that I really enjoyed Knives Out, and Tony Collette was probably one of my favorite parts of that movie. Um, so I'm really looking forward to her. And it seems like, oh, I don't know how much of the trailer you watched, but it seems like that she really gets to do a lot with this role, which yeah. is what I think I'm most excited about. Um, well, her the and... Other guy, the main character, I can't remember his name. I, I'm not going to go back and look because then I'll freeze again. <laughs> I'll, I'll, pull, I'll pull it up. Jeremy something, but he is always... He's in a ton <laughs> of stuff. Jeremy Baramy. Yeah. <laughs> he's um, in a ton of stuff. Jesse Plemons... Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Jesse Plemons? He's Jake, the boyfriend, right? No, yeah. Um, but yeah, he is in like a ton of stuff. He's, you know, been on Breaking Bad. He's been in, what was that movie, Game Night? Like, he's just been yep. in a ton of random stuff from Breaking Bad all the way to Game Night. But he's Black, always a great actor. Black Mass. I forget about that movie, dude. That yeah. movie is so forgettable. <laughs> it really is. The only good part is Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp's performance. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to see him in it. Uh, the it kind of another movie. Did you see Mother? 
the movie with um, Javier Bardem. And it was uh, I. So when I saw it in the theater, I knew nothing about it. That's the Darren Aronofsky, right? Yeah, and I hated it. And then I yeah. read, and then I read about it, and was like, "Oh, I get it now. I love this movie because it's. Uh, it, I, I just didn't make the connection. It's like one thing you need to make the connection with, and then mm-hmm. it completely opens it up for you. But um, yeah, I remember that, when that movie first came out, people were really like, either people were like, "It's genius," or they were like, "It's stupid crap." It's genius. But I never actually ended up watching it. It's good. Um, watch it as a comedian or artist. And you'll t- completely understand it. All right. There's that. Um, so, but I, I want to say so. The the other characters in that movie remind me of the parents in this movie. It's just this weird, off-putting, like what the fuck is happening kind of thing. So hmm. I'm interested to see where it goes in this movie because I stopped watching the trailer, baby. Can you look, uh, tell me the name of the actress, the main character who plays the girl? Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley. Um, what else is she in? Because I didn't recognize her from the trailer. She's an Irish singer and actress. Um, she has been in Judy. The um, she played Rosalind Wilder in Judy. That the movie about. Um, yeah, she she's in. It looks like season four of Fargo. Um, this movie, That's obviously. Yeah, Doolittle, um, Chernobyl. Hmm. Beast, taboo, a lot of TV stuff. Yeah, a lot of TV work sounds like. Yeah, she she seems like a newish comer to uh, you know, the the stuff. She must be known as a singer kind seems of. Seems like more. a lot of movies you've been doing recently have a lot of newcomers in them. Yeah, it's probably for the best. I mean, oh, now she looks familiar to me. There's a movie called Beast, and I think I saw a preview for that in 2017 because that's when the movie's from but i might have seen it like in the um god damn it the theater that's closed now what is that one woodland is that is that woodland yeah is that open yeah not not because of corona but no no uh oh no i do i do believe they closed before yeah no i don't think they i don't remember i don't know i never went there I'm pretty sure that was close. But anyway, they would have like independent movies they'd show right. there. And uh, I think that was one of the movies that I saw a preview for was there. Anyway. Let's bold predict these suckers, huh? Sure. What do you got? Um, my bold prediction is that at some point in the movie, somebody will tell somebody else they have to uh, get out. Wow, bold. Bold prediction. Uh, mine's going to be at one point in the movie, someone's going to have to say, stay in. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm looking forward to... I like the last weird movie we did was The Lighthouse, right? I think so. Yeah. And like, I really enjoyed that experience because that movie was weird. Mm-hmm. And like... I really liked how weird it was. I liked that we talked about it for a while and couldn't really figure out. We couldn't even agree on what we thought the movie was about with each yeah. other, which I really enjoyed. Um, and I really hope that this movie is like, I can't wait to come back to this with you and just like figure out what we thought of the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. 
because I know you and I both watch movies differently. Like we all we we are very much different movie goers. And there's a lot of times when you'll catch something that I won't catch, or I'll catch something that you won't catch. So I'm really looking forward to this movie because we're both going to watch this movie. You as a huge Charlie Kaufman fan, and me as like a Charlie Kaufman fan. I think we're going to both get two different things for this film, and I'm really. I'm just got excited about coming back and chat with you about this movie. Yeah, I'm excited to have a uh, an art film on Netflix. That's it. Yes. Seems like everyone's kind of. It, it was ranked as like number seven this weekend, so hopefully it moves that. up. Yeah, I mean, I also I love that Netflix has the rankings now. Like I think that I don't know yeah. why they didn't do it before. It seems like a no brainer, but I'm glad they're doing it now. Yeah, you know, whatever. My Netflix. arm is starting to hurt from holding my phone up. Oh, oh no, lactic acids building up in your arm. That's one thing I remember from science class. Let's arbitrary. Um, I can do more fun camera things when I have it in my hand. It's fun for the viewer. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> I, think really uh, I think it's gonna be really good, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I, before I, I do want to pull up Bob Ross real quick and show the viewers, if everybody's watching, uh, all right now I'm out at, uh, how do I zoom in on this? There we go. Right now I'm out of my Airbnb mm-hmm. and we have two geese that live here. Oh, wow. Ruby and Sapphire. What, the, geese and, well, the geese in the foreground's name is Sapphire and she only has one wing and the one in the background is Ruby and they've, they've lived here for like the last, all summer. Wow. Why why does it have one wing? We don't know actually. Okay. I didn't know if you were like, I got drunk one night and just tore the wing off, but then I named it Ruby. No. <laughs> um but no, I sorry, I didn't take a break. I um I think this is gonna be really good. I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, I'm really excited about the idea of having a great in-depth conversation. So I'm gonna go with an eight. I think eight. Um, damn, eight. Uh, I already said Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Eight, um, damn, eight risk cutters, a love stories out of ten. Did he write that? No, but this movie reminds me a lot of that movie. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I should temper expectations or not. I think it'll be really good. Um, if it's, see, that's the thing though. If it's, if it's too much weird, like the lighthouse and it's like too difficult to understand, if there's not stuff that's like explained enough for me, I guess, then it like lowers it. But I don't know. I think, I think it'll be a character study mixed with some weird stuff that, I don't know. I'm going to go full. I'll just go with an eight. Let's do an eight. I'll do an eight. Um, eight. Uh, fuck you, Malkovich. Oh, out of 10. <laughs> All right. Uh, we both predicted and we uh, arbitrary rated. You're going to hear an ad and then a trailer and we're going to be right back. Jake, my boyfriend. It's snowing. Winter is coming. We have a real connection. A rare and intense attachment. I've never experienced anything like it. I'm thinking of ending things. Huh? What? Did you say something? I don't think so. Weird. 
I'm visiting Jake's parents for the first time. He hasn't been my boyfriend for very long. They really are looking forward to meeting you. I think you're ending things. Hello? We're here. Oh, hi. Oh, it's all wet. <laughs> Here they come. Oh, Jeff has told us so much about you. He's told me so much about both of you, too. And you came anyway. <laughs> Jake tells me you're studying quantum psychics. Ooh, physics. Really? <laughs> there's just something profoundly wrong here. Are you okay? Yeah. I think you're ending I am so glad Jake has found someone. <laughs> Soon this will all be a distant memory. Who's this? It's me. No, it was me. I tell you, I would misplace my own head if it wasn't screwed onto my own head. I feel like I was seeing them as they were. Seeing them as they will be. Seeing them after they're gone. No, thank you, Ben. You can stay here. Excuse me? You don't have to go. I don't have to go where? Forward. People like to think of themselves as points moving through time. But I think it's the opposite. We're stationary. And time passes through us. Blowing like cold wind. Maybe this is how it was always going to end. Hey folks, one more ad before we get to the rest of the episode. Um, just want to let you guys know as well that uh, we are part of the Perfecta Podcast Network. Uh, that is something that Matt Holt and Ross Duncliffe have started. Super great guys, super great thing. It's an umbrella of a bunch of different podcasts that are under it. And some of those podcasts are Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities, An Evening with the Authors, The Sal and Bob Show, The Obtuse Angles Podcast, and Can Do with Bill Duncliffe, and of course, yours truly, This Better Be Good. But if you go to perfectapodcastnetwork.com, you can go check out all of those episodes of all of those shows, and, uh, you know, tell them we sent you. How about that? Find us all on all the social medias and stuff like that, too. That would be great. Okay. Bye. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Hey. You guys just heard the trailer and an ad, and Garrett and I just watched. I'm thinking of ending things, and I'm thinking of ending my love of film under this one. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's like a Gene Shalit review. Do you remember Gene Shalit? Yeah, I do. Big dumb, <laughs> Big dumb hair. Yeah, the worst fucking film critic of all time. All right. Um, okay. I'm I'm a smart man, Garrett. Uh, I'm a highly educated fellow. Uh, I, this movie confused the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've, I've never been this confused watching a movie. I've watched other Charlie Kaufman movies and been able to, like, keep up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if I'm getting old or if this movie is just that far out there. But... I here I wrote notes. Here's the notes that I wrote. I did too. Um, <laughs> I, I felt like I had to to keep my thoughts together. So my notes are. I do have some cinematic notes. One, um, I enjoyed the fact that he hid um, all of the monologues behind dynamic camera movements. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think obviously you and I know this as film people, but a lot of people don't know that directors struggle a lot of times with getting monologues out while keeping the film goer's attention. Because everybody, most people know the average person's attention spans are between 7.5 and 8 seconds. So as a director, you got to figure out interesting ways to be able to talk and have characters who are continuing to give these long monologues and still keep them, you know, engaging for our eye. And I thought a really interesting way as opposed to like just plainly panning back and forth from character to character, which is what a lot of directors will do. Like, say I'm talking a lot right now. And if Garrett were directing this as a film, he would be cutting between, you know, takes of me like you know six seconds of me talking and then five seconds of him reacting to me talking and then six seconds of me talking again and that's how a normal director would do it true but what he kept doing was very nice like dolly zooms and dolly pans and really nice like tracking shots and it was just really small dynamic movements where this is for the people watching not for the people listening where if like i'd be talking and i would say something and be like well garrett when i was four years old i made sure that i went back to my mother's house and then she made sure to tell me that what was that, mother? <laughs> <laughs> so I really enjoyed that. And especially for somebody with like an attention span like mine, I'm like, okay, this is good. It's keeping me nice and engaged. Although the movie had no problem keeping me engaged, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I will say this, the main actress uh, whose character name was The Woman, um, she reminded me of like a modern day Molly Ringwald. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Um, She's also Irish. I've heard her talk. Really? uh, Dude, she has a full-blown, like, if you think Colin Farrell's Irish accent is Irish, (laughs) hers is, holy shit. It, like, she is Ireland. It's crazy. Wow. You would never guessed it. So to hear her talk in this movie, it's like you, like you said, you never would have guessed Oh, yeah. really I just have some quick notes that I jotted down before uh, I turn it over to you. Um, and none of these are spoilers because really there's no, it's kind of hard to spoil this movie because you'll, by the end of this episode, you'll be like, yeah, I don't know how you can spoil this, but there's no spoilers in it, I promise. Um, snow chains, but no gloves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that bothered me throughout the whole movie. Nobody in this movie owned a pair of gloves. Um, and I kind of explained it away with, I did see the lights place in Oklahoma. So maybe this is like a freak blizzard, but if the guy already has snow chains in his trunk, clearly there's always this kind of weather there. Why the hell doesn't he have gloves? Mm -hmm. Which would actually attest to my next note, which is actually the next note I jotted down. Is this all a dream? (laughs) Mm. uh, Was she drunk? Is she crazy? Is he crazy? That's like, I, that's... So did you did you do any analysis after watching it? Did you like this look up? I am literally just now. I just turned it off. Okay. Well, I I have the luxury of like looking up stuff and watching interviews and and reading about it. And um, I'll say okay, my notes. Let me ask one more question before you say that. Then go ahead. Um, and then the last question that I ask is, is this movie just about emotionally manipulative relationships? Which towards the end of the movie, it started to seem a lot like that, but then, I don't know, it, then weird, weirder stuff started happening. Okay. Um, well, that's it. That's all I've, That's all the weird questions I have. Your turn. You have the floor, sir. Go. I'll say my notes, um, and then I want to hear what you think the movie is, and that could be spoiler territory technically, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll, and then we'll get, we'll get into, um, my re- review, I guess. Um, so the Jesse Plemons, his character's name is Jake. And every time she said Jake, like she was called Jake, like she'd call for Jake. Denzel Washington Train Day. 
No, I would think of uh, Jake from State Farm. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have no idea. But at some point, she says Jake like the forty seventh time, and I was just like from State Farm. Oh no! So the, like the forty eighth time, Jake from State Farm. Forty ninth time, Jake from State Farm, and it was like it. Fuck! It was a cycle in my head. It was so funny to me. Um, I kept hearing uh, Denzel Washington in Training Day. Every mm. time I heard her yell, Jake, hey, Jake! That's all I kept hearing. That's funny. Uh, so this movie for sure has elements of, and I think this helped me watch the movie, um, seeing these previous films. Uh, it has elements of 2001, A Space Odyssey, uh, the ending, basically, of 2001. Um, the movie Arrival. Have you ever seen Arrival? Mm-hmm. Didn't mm. we see Arrival together? I, I don't think we did. I think I might have seen it with Kevin. But uh, Arrival mm. is... I don't want to blow it because it's one of the best sci-fi movies of all time, but that movie definitely fucks with chronology yeah. and time events. Yes. So that's what very I'll say. Well. It does it very well, too. Yes, it is. Even, it's, very, it's so well-veiled that you don't even... It's, yeah. Yes, and it's it's and that reminded me a lot of this movie. Um, Mother... Yeah, that first moment in Arrival when you first get it, when it clicks, you yeah. fucking goddamn genius. Yeah, that's what I thought of. I thought of, oh, that's okay, all right, and I, I just, oh, it was great. Um, the movie Mother, did you see that one? I did not see Mother. Uh, it, it's very, it, it's, it's a lot like that too, where you don't know what the fuck's going on, but it takes analysis afterwards to be like, oh, okay. And then also Get Out, um, which I think I mentioned in the first part. I got hardcore Get Out vibes, the, like the second act. The first and second act, I was very yes. much like Get Out. Yep. And it, and it was interesting because in Get Out, the car ride to her parents, there's uh, an accident that you don't expect to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. So the deer hits or whatever, and then that becomes a scene. Um, mm-hmm. In this movie, the first... There's two car rides, and most of the film takes place in a car. Mm-hmm. So in the first one, it's like 18 minutes in the car, and yeah. I am hooked the whole time. I'm like, I am so dreading them getting to the house. I don't want them to because that's where it's going to really ramp up. Yeah. Like I was thinking, get out. Like I'm like, it's only going to be terrifying there. And uh, it was... It was when, like, a deer didn't run out in front of them and a car accident didn't happen. I was like, okay, so the next time that they're in the car going back home, there's going to be nothing like that either. So mm-hmm. it, like, weirdly hooked me more. It was it was so strange. It, it Like, I can't describe what this movie made me feel, but I was just hooked the whole time. I, I genuinely loved it. It was, like, an experience of you're not supposed to know what's going on and you can kind of fill in the gaps if you want to. But I do know that the book is, um, it's based on the main character who's telling the story. Like I'm thinking of ending things. It's not ending a relationship. It's ending his life. His or hers? His. So the main character is Jesse Plemons, right? And all of these things that are happening in the book and basically the movie are these manifestations and previous either memories or wishes for how your life would go. So that's why, I mean, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much, I, I didn't get into what you thought the movie was, but this is pretty much what the book is. But yeah, it's, it's this whole, it, nothing's linear and it's all over the place on purpose. 
you know, once I started watching it as like a free form play as opposed to a movie, mm-hmm. uh, I think I definitely started to grasp it more. I think for me, I don't know. I felt like the movie asked a bunch of really interesting questions and didn't answer them. Like, I felt like the movie was in the second act. Like, that's where I felt like the bulk of the movie was for mm-hmm. me that, that I enjoyed. Um, I really wanted to see some more exploration into that interesting dynamic in his house. Because um, I like the idea that the house seemingly exists in different times all at once. Yeah. Kind of like Dr. Manhattan. And like once I understood that, I was like, okay, because I mean, it threw me off at first. Like when the parents come downstairs, they're very old, but then the very next shot, they're younger. And then you know, the bandage on the dad's head is moving from left to right. Yes. It's fucking with me. And then finally, I was like, okay, nothing in this house makes sense. It's all different times of this guy's life. Like I understood that. Mm-hmm. Once I grasped that, I was really into that. And then they left, and I was kind of bummed that they didn't go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did feel like it kind of reminded me of Four Rooms, where it felt like a bunch of ah. small little films. Mm-hmm. And like all of them were good. Um, some I think were better than others. Like I think the car ride there was really good. I think the house uh, visit was really good. I think the car ride back was fine. I think mm-hmm. the ice cream shop was really good. I think um, the janitor story was interesting. But then again, I don't think that they really dove into that as deep as they could have. Well, you realize uh, the janitor is Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, it just felt like. I wanted to know how he got to that point in his life. Being alone, getting caught up in his job. It's a very, it's a, it's a wary, you know, treasure the things that you have because you'll like, the bottom line is that he never had the girl. He always was, you know, tending to his parents. He was uh, caught up in his job. He never, his life didn't amount to anything. And, he's living through all that. So what that moment where all the, you know, the characters become the dancers and they dance through the hallway. Spoiler and, alert. All right, everybody. Spoiler, yeah, yeah. spoiler territory. This is I mean, kind of part where the plot starts to take a pivot. We've been uh, in it for a while. Uh, but, but yeah, if at this point though, like, I guess this is kind of the point of no return. Like you could go into the movie and still not have anything spoiled. Up yeah. at this point. But right now, from now on, like there's, this is going to be, I guess the major plot points. So when they're when the characters become the dancers or whatever, the, it's to me it seems like this is uh, the most fantasy element. It's it's doing a, a tale of exposition, and you can go one or two ways. The one way is thinking, oh, these are actually these characters, and this is this was their life, or it's a wishful thinking thing from the janitor, uh, who is Jake. But um, it, either way you go the the old version of Jake kills the young version, right? Like the custodian kills the younger version of Jake in the gymnasium or whatever. And then both characters that you've seen the movie with, they're kind of just staring at the body. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just this... There's another movie that I just thought of that reminds me of this too. Um, shit. What's a film? It's called Shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rebecca, you ever heard of the movie Shit? <laughs> yeah, Rebecca just heard of it just now. I I can't remember, but it, it's it's like this exploration of getting caught up in in other things and not realizing your full potential, or, or getting caught up in a bank heist with Queen Latifah. Sure. Yeah. 
uh, was it was that Taxi? Oh, that's caught up. <laughs> oh, never, never saw it. It's but on yeah, YouTube a lot in the nineties. I uh, I mean I I love this movie. I because it reaches out to you know I I think that certain thing of like I didn't do everything that I could have done. I I focused on the other things more than the other th- like because there's also the thing of he and her are ba- like there's that point in the movie where she's looking at the picture and then she thinks that it's her and he says isn't it obvious that's me so it's like she's a manifestation of his brain she's not really there none of this is actually there we're just seeing his you know what he wishes happened okay i like that idea i don't like a movie where i have to google something to figure that out I like being able to figure that out on my own, and yeah. I like because I like digging into films, but I like doing it to reinforce theories that I have or like uh, branches that I want to go off on. If I think, oh, I have a question about this, I like to dig into that. I what I don't like when it's like I was just confused. Mm-hmm. I don't get confused, and like I don't know if it's that whole like you know like oh, I don't like I don't like feeling confused, so I'm mad at this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I was very much just like. I, I enjoy what I was watching and I understood that it was directed well. This is the same shit with Midsummer. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Midsummer's another example of like what the fuck is happening. And but I like, loved it. But Midsummer was like once I, once I did Mushrooms and I was like, oh, okay, this totally makes sense. But like, I don't know how I, how I understand that movie. Like, I understand yeah. now that you've explained it, but I don't. Didn't the same thing happen with Mother? For me, yeah. Well, I know most people were complaining like uh, like they didn't get it when it came out, and then they had all these like articles and like you know things that were like, oh well, this is the explaining mother, and then all these articles that were like, if people went into mother knowing what it was, it, they would have liked it better. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I do like high concept movies, but I don't like having to work that hard just to understand what's going on. See, I think yeah, I think we're just gonna disagree because I I was piecing roughly that together while watching it i was understanding that maybe none of this is real what is real and then it ends and it's like the last shot of the movie is a snow covered vehicle so basically to say you know he died in the parking lot the him going through the school naked that like it's not happening uh, and it's he, he as an old man he just died in the parking lot th- reflecting on his life I mean or he did get out of the car naked and walk into school and die in the school I mean that too but it, you, it didn't show that it showed the car <laughs> so right. there's, there's that thing but I, I do like this movie and I think that I think it Oh, the other movie I was thinking about was Defy Bloods, because that is oh. also a movie that shows characters older in previous memories. Um, yeah. And it, it was intentional. So that's another one that I was drawing on. I think really what helps watching this movie is seeing those other films mm-hmm. and being like, well, this happened in that movie, so I'm just going to kind of let it go and see where it takes me. And I loved where it took me. He, the last thing is Jesse Plemons singing as an old man. Oklahoma and all the people that he wanted to get that love and respect from are in the audience as old people as well. And it's, it's just so, I I think it's so, uh, press, prescient, prescient, prescient. Is that the word? I don't know. Um, 
I know maybe. a lot of words, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, to how to where I'm at, basically, in yeah. my life, where it's just like, you know, have I done everything I can do? And, and you know, it's interesting to watch. I think I'm going to end up watching it again at some point. I would um, love to. I think I'm going to watch it again. And I think if I do watch it again, I'll let you know. And I think we should do a bonus episode. Okay. Because I think watching it again with this dip- different perspective will change my viewing experience. Um, but I'm going to rate it off of this viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, do did you write down the bold predictions? Because I don't remember if I did or not. No. <laughs> I, I think I did. There it is. September 1st. Garrett, one of the characters is about to die. Wait. Learn and, nope, that's that was, Bill and Ted. Damn, we yeah, didn't write down. Oh, I thought we wrote down her. Damn. No. That's messed up for me. I messed uh, up. That's my bad. That's all right. All it right. doesn't matter. We both got them wrong. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm going to rate it first because I'm sure yours is going to be deep and poignant. Um, <laughs> I, I, This is a hard one to rate, man. Um, this is. I'm going to preface this. this is gonna, my rating will come with an asterisk next to it because I am going to rate it again after seeing it again because I do want to watch it again. Um. It's it confuses me so much. I could I could pick out bits and pieces of it, and I did enjoy the bits and pieces that I could pick out. As a bunch of small individual like projects, I think it's really innovative and really interesting. But as a one whole cohesive movie, for me, it just it was too much, too much for me. It was too out there. So that city New York was like more understandable, easily understandable for me than this movie was. And that movie was wow. pretty out there. Um, I need to see that one again. It's, it's, yeah, I, I really like that movie. Um, but like this one, like I said, I like it. I, I think that, um, I think it's very well directed, very well acted. Um, I was just so confused by it. So I got to give it a five, man. Huh. I know that sucks, but, um, I'm going to give it a five. I'm giving it five asterisks out of 10. <laughs> so I'm giving it right now. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I I loved it. I uh, it stayed with me. Um, I still think about it um, for all the reasons I've said. I didn't want it to end because uh, I I feel it's this weird thing where it's like I don't want it to end, but I feel it's complete. Like it's done. It, there's nothing yeah. more that can be given to you to to tell you the story it tried to tell. Yeah, you told his whole life story already. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just imagining that guy dying in the vehicle, succumbing to those final thoughts of, I'm thinking of ending things, and then reflecting on his life, wishing that these things happened and this didn't. It's it's, it's not like a midlife crisis, it's just, maybe maybe that's what I'm going through. I don't know, maybe that's why I connected so much to it. You're way too young to be going through a midlife crisis, man. I know. It always reminds me of that Nardos joke. She said the life expectancy in Africa is so low that when people, when kids have a temper tantrum, it's it's actually a midlife crisis. <laughs> Such a good joke. Oh, um, yeah, it's I, I loved it. I'm gonna give it a nine. I nine out of ten. Nine wow. um, wet shaking dogs out of ten. Oh yeah, Nikki was that the name? Or... It doesn't matter because <laughs> the dog yeah. probably wasn't Jimmy. even real. Jimmy. Dude, also those fucking fake outs. Oh, sorry to go back into the movie, but like I, the fine. movie was very good at fake outs. Like there was a T-bone fake out while in the car, which I'm sure you picked up on. Where there were it was when they were coming back from the house, like after they already visit the parents. And there's a scene where they're talking, and it's shot from over the shoulder, 
uh, from the driver's side perspective as she's speaking to him, to Jake. Mm-hmm. And then you see a semi-truck, uh, like its headlights come into the mirror, like, hey, but then it's just driving past him. But as, uh, a, as like a seasoned moviegoer who's like built to expect a T-bone in that instance. Yeah. He got me, also got me, um, Rebecca, what were the other two fake outs? Thank you. That helps. So uh, it's funny. I didn't pick up on that because the first scene I was talking about, there was they didn't hit a deer or anything. So mm-hmm. I wasn't. I was like, they're safe in the car. Being in the car is the safest place they can be. Oh, the other two are the the dog and the high school. Because it sounds uh, like he's making up the dog when yeah. he first about the dog, and it sounds like he's making up going to the high school when they're going to the high school. Yeah, it's because it's not real. It, it's it's ju- they're just memories. Well, no, I'm just saying, I'm just, I was kudos doing the movie for yeah. it. Like, yeah. I think that it was a really nice, um, are we going to do Alive or what? What? Alive? Alive. The fucking Korean zombie movie. I haven't heard of it. It's like the next big smash Korean zombie movie after Train to Busan or whatever. Oh, okay. I'd watch it. But we have to do Cuties as well. <laughs> Yeah. People are talking about that one. They really are, and uh, it is so funny to me that no one gives two fucks about children being raped at the border, but this movie is putting people in a tailspin. Well, I mean, people. Wait, I mean, people have been talking about the atrocities going on at the border for a while. I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I know <laughs> they're they're not. I I. I, I I know that you can be upset about two things at the same time, but the same people that are upset about this movie are not upset about that other thing I said. So, well, you know, they like to pick and choose. Cutie, Dad, exactly. I don't want to see children's butch on my TV when I turn on my TV to watch my Quantum of Solace. Oh, jeez. It's on my screen right now. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, man, I, I love this movie. It's I want to watch it again for sure. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again probably sometime this week, and I'll let you know when I do, and we'll do a little bonus, and I'll see. I'm sure I'll give it a higher rating when I understand it, and I'm sure I'll be able to be like, oh, 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 oh. But this first view, I was just like, huh? What? Come on, what? I mean, that looks cool, but what? Oh, beautiful shot. What? That's mm-hmm. a whole lot of that. Um, I don't know if you can hear, but Rebecca's doing the dishes. That's uh, nice. <laughs> All right. I don't know. You rated it. I rated it, right? Yeah, that's it. You can't find us anywhere anymore because, you know, the world's shut down. We're in Michigan where we're not allowed to do anything. Yep. My unemployment runs out, I think, this week or next week. And then uh, no grins for October either. So better. Uh, Good job, government. <laughs> yeah, I'll do something. Yeah. Should we try hooking? Just try hooking. No, I might put my special on OnlyFans. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> you should make sure you put it in the subreddit. Looky, looky. I don't know if there's a subreddit called Looky. Oh, wow. Who is... Cross-posting, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And, and that, that was, was amazing. <laughs> <laughs>